1: What is the who, what, and when of hiring a virtual assistant? We're happy to be talking to Sadie Prestridge who will give us the lowdown.
0: Sadie began her online business as an executive virtual assistant in 2018, and now she runs a team of highly trained virtual assistants. In the beginning, still working her corporate job, Sadie quickly found her stride and was able to quit her full-time job only three months later. With her client roster full, she has surpassed her previous income by June of 2019 and has kept growing. Training and building up a team of highly skilled women, Sadie created Prestridge & Company to be a leading team that knows how to support and take initiative in leveling up business operations. Prestridge & Company provide systems, structure, and day-to-day support that helps ceos and founders manage themselves their busy schedules and their visionary companies that are changing the world and sadie this is all it all just sounds like a dream come true so welcome hi thank you i'm so excited to be here
1: we're super excited to have you here and i know this episode is going to be so valuable to our listeners because a lot of people I think there's, and you'll be able to speak to this because you know for sure, but there's a lot of misconceptions around when or why or how to hire a virtual assistant. So we'd love for you to, you know, tell us some of the things that you maybe like the biggest mistake you see people make or how people can know when it's time would be a great thing to, to explain. Yeah, so the biggest
2: mistake is not getting clarity around their needs with having a virtual assistant. A lot of people will just say, like, I feel like I need a virtual assistant, so I'll just go and hire one. And they don't know what they need them for or maybe they actually need a graphic designer or they need a project manager or they actually need a business manager. But there's not a lot of knowledge for CEOs on the, the why, like you said, the what, the how, the when, the why on the virtual assistant. And so there's a lot of gaps in education for people hiring. So they need to get clear on what they actually need because it may not be a virtual assistant or it may not be just a virtual assistant, right? Maybe they need some other players too. And the same goes on the virtual assistant side. There's a lot of virtual assistants who don't know how to tell a CEO that that's not something they can do. They'll just say, oh, yep, I can do that. And then they get into it and they realize they can't. And so then the CEO is having to rinse and repeat over and over and over again,
0: because they didn't get clear on the roles that they needed. Yeah, think you. That's a great point, Sadie. And I know that we're talking about executive virtual assistants. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we just, we just are tossing the name around, you know, I need a VA, Mm -hmm. I need a VA. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In actuality, there are just like anything else, any other professionals, everyone, you know, everyone specializes in a different thing. And so Mm -hmm. that really speaks to knowing exactly what it is that you need first, and then hiring the right, individual for that role. And when it comes to working all that out, is that something that you help your clients with? We
2: do. So because I've obviously been doing this for several years now, I really sit down with my clients and say like, this is based on what i'm hearing in your business and where you're at and where you want to go here's where i feel like you need support and you need systems and processes and i would recommend you know you hire a graphic designer or you get some some copy support or maybe they have a mastermind and they need some support coach so like we go through all of those things and work through together what their needs are. And we also have a freebie that will help too. It's 172 ways an executive virtual assistant can support you. And in that welcome sequence, I actually have a training video that helps them start to get clarity around the tasks that they need for their specific business.
1: Awesome. I have a couple things. One before I forget to say is that also they might not need full-time support, right? So a lot of people, Mm -hmm. they might be in a crunch time and they're overwhelmed and they're like, oh my gosh, I need help but maybe all they need is a contractor for to come in and help for a certain amount of hours per month that isn't a full-time kind of thing, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't have any of my like I we work with six-figure business owners who've who have podcasts and summits and books and all kinds of things and none of them have full-time support with anyone on my team. It's not it's not a necessity.
1: Yeah. So- And then my other question was can you explain the difference between an executive virtual assistant and a regular virtual assistant and i know obviously that there's just like anywhere on the online space people can put a label to themselves and quality Mm -hmm. varies but i'd love to be able to distinguish that for our listeners as well
2: other people are going to have their opinions too right but my opinion is a virtual assistant is someone who needs more management they're going to need you to say, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I need you to do these things very specifically. And then the VA goes and gets them done and then comes back and says, okay, what else do you need? So they're more of a task doer and they will need more management either from you or a project manager or an OBM or someone. And an executive virtual assistant is your right hand. They are going to be wrangling you, your schedule, your inbox. They're going to be proactive, they're going to be looking at your business holistically and saying, these are the things that I'm seeing that I need to take off of your plate. And they're going to be pulling those things from that person consistently. And I also get the question of like, okay, well, that sounds like an OBM. But an OBM is they're hiring, they're managing your team, they're managing your launches, your projects, and EVA isn't doing that. They are focused on you as the CEO,
0: and then doing those administrative and client support tasks. All right. That's excellent. So, I know as an entrepreneur, and Carmen and I we have had our share of tests and, and and trials and working out for ourselves, you know, building our team. And I think that a lot of CEOs, especially women who are solopreneurs, we are so used to handling everything ourselves, and it's, it's a little bit difficult. And, and some of us are a little bit have a little bit of control freakiness inside of us. And so how can you talk a little bit about how do we handle that challenge of letting someone else take control of the pieces of our business?
2: Well, it's all about communication and clarity and collaboration. So you're gonna get clarity around your needs. Your VA is going to create systems around those needs you're going to approve the systems and processes, and then you're going to collaborate to to get those things done, and trust but verify for the first little bit, right? So trust them to do it, verify that it's done in the way that you would do it and the way that you're comfortable, and then allow them to take over that task and continue to do that in the different areas of your business until you've handed off everything that you're wanting to hand off, you guys are in a good flow. I usually say it takes about three months to really get into that flow, first month feels really sticky and you're like, why did I sign up for this? Second month, you're starting to see things come off of your plate. You're getting more space. Third month, you're like, this is amazing. What else can you take off of my plate? And then months four, five, and six, you're really in a good flow and you're really able to be in your zone of genius
1: what you just said is gold about the three months and the first month Mm -hmm. does feel sticky. And like, what, what, why did I sign up for this? And people don't realize that's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why we really want to get this out there. So people do understand. And we've seen with clients and other entrepreneurs online that we've had discussions with where they may get into a situation where they are putting the cart before the horse, where they think that they need a VA and they, and maybe they do need one. But they mostly what they want is someone to do the thing for them because they don't want to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't work because then you're bringing in someone who also doesn't know how to do it because you aren't going to be able to teach them and you're allowing them to come in and figure it out for you. So then they're not necessarily doing it the way that you would if you took the time to do that. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. so many nuances to this whole thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There is a lot of back and forth. I get that a lot with clients where they're like, well, I just need someone to come in and and take things off of my plate. But especially like, let's talk about talking with your clients, right? Maybe they are emailing and they're having questions around your program. Your VA is going to have to ask you the question that that person is asking, and you're going to have to give her the answer. And you're going to have to do that for, for a few weeks or a month so she can understand how you would answer it. And I think that's where clients start to get like well i i could just be doing this myself but what they're not realizing is by slowing down and allowing that teaching time to come into play your that person is going to if you've hired the right fit they're going to be able to start to take that off of your plate and start to work with your clients and answer those questions and and go through the motions but they are they need time to learn right it's just like a relationship If you're dating someone, there's a a process to dating someone from going from dating to boyfriend, girlfriend, to fiance, to husband, wife, right? Like that's a whole process. It's the same in business.
0: Yeah, I think that is such a good point. And this process is the same for the most part for almost any team member that you're going to bring on. So it is really an evergreen process that you're talking about. And it's for anyone that you're going to bring in on your team that's, that's going to be taking direction or learning from you as opposed to, you know, a consultant that already has expert knowledge that's going to come in. And so when we're thinking about, okay, I see the long term here. And, and that's, a I think, another critical piece of what you're doing, Sadie, is you're setting these expectations. And we like to do that too, that we always say that whatever you do today, you're not going to see the result and the benefit of it for 90 days at least. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be making decisions now and giving ourselves the runway so that we can get those things in place and let them run and let them sink in and and gel up so that we can actually get the result that we're looking for.
2: Absolutely. And I think it's, it's a little bit of the VA or the team member also needs to have their own proven process for how they're going to step into a client's business. That's something that's really lacking in the VA space that I'm actually working on providing is a lot of VAs don't know how to come into a client's business and go through those motions of like, here's the tasks I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to set up the processes for how I do them. Here's how we're going to take them off your plate, yada, yada, yada. They don't know how to do that. And so they're looking for the CEO to tell them, how to do it, when to do it, and all of the things. And the CEO is like, well, I don't know, that's why I hired you. And so there is there is a missing piece there on both sides that we're working on
1: helping with. That's such a good point. I mean, when you do hire someone, you're hiring someone to help you. And if Mm -hmm. they can't, and it's fine to have to even know that you've got that one month period of time, where you're going to have to educate them and work with them and hold their hand and all that. That's, that's normal. But Mm -hmm. if the virtual assistant that you hired doesn't have leadership skills to be able to lead themselves, not even that mm-hmm. she needs to lead the person who's hiring her, but that, that brings up a really good point. So I'm glad that you're you're working on addressing that because that is extremely important. So what would you say when someone is considering hiring a VA or what, what signs are the signs that it's time to hire a VA? Like, is it certain tasks that need to be handed off is it like what what's kind of the criteria for me personally i like to
2: see a client who's had really great marketing for a year so they're able to easily bring on clients on board do really great work and offboard if that's their process so their marketing is working really well for at least a year their referral program or just their referrals in general are coming through really easily they're starting to Kind of build that waitlist and they're starting to want to scale maybe they're ready to create a group coaching program or a vip day or they're wanting to hire a subcontractor to take on some design work or you know some of those things are starting to happen and they're realizing that they can't onboard clients make sure invoices get paid make sure contracts get signed make sure that they get all of their deliverables and all of that stuff done on top of starting to actually scale or think about scaling or think about growing these other things. And so what's happening is they're getting pushed out of their zone of genius and they're getting stuck in the day to day. That's really when it's time to say like, okay, I need to bring someone on. And even if it's just three to five hours a week, they're focused on client onboarding, client implement, like making sure that the deliverables are are happening and all of that client offboarding, invoicing, payments, your inbox. And your your calendar, like those are the basic things that a VA can step in and and take off your plate that are going to make a really big difference if you're constantly bringing in a lot of
1: clients. Are you ready to get the guidance you need to optimize your online business? We help ambitious female entrepreneurs cut through the online noise of too many options, too many tactics, and too many shoulds. Through our Encore Business Incubator group program and our Empire Builder two-on-one laser coaching program, we teach you the right steps to take and in what order so there's no more guesswork. And we teach you how to measure and track your progress so you can clearly see what's working and what's not. You are cordially invited to hop on a complimentary consultation call to discover if working with us is the next right step for you head over to Empire.com forward slash consult to schedule your call
0: now. Yeah, that is, that's really good. Uh, that's very clear. Because I think that's the time like we go based on our feeling, like when we feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it starts with us, like, we have to know where are we spending our time and we have to be intentional about it. And we have to like you said we have to focus in i like to say we focus on the revenue line like stay close exactly to the revenue line because it is a commitment even when it's a contractor it's a financial commitment mm-hmm. and you want to be able to continue it because there's no point to go through the whole process of getting all the setup only to then have be stressed about money or mm-hmm. to to say oh you know we're gonna have to you know put this on the back burner for now so i think that is a really great point point. and are there any can you give us any tips Sadie, on what could they do when they see it coming right they they're like okay i'm getting close to the breaking point here and i'm gonna need to hire somebody what can they do like or what can they maybe some you know kind of metrics or um can they prepare themselves in some way Yeah, that's a great question.
2: So they need to start doing time audits. So start to see where their time is going, how long it's taking them, and then start to audit that. Like, are those tasks making them money? Like you said, are they revenue generating tasks, or are they things that they don't need to be spending their time? I like to think about it in an hourly way too. So like, if you're charging two hundred dollars an hour, do you want to be spending that time in your inbox, or do you want to be spending that time on a a paying client so thinking about that and then thinking about what systems and processes are you going to need for those tasks that you're wanting to hand off and how can you start to create those can you make loom videos and start to create like a list of sops that you're, you're going to want your va to do because that's going to be the next step is the va is going to come in and say like all right well, what tasks do you want me to do? How do I do them? And so if you've already got Loom videos lined up or you've outlined your SOPs already, it's gonna make it that much faster for that person to get in and start to do the work, which is really important.
1: Yeah, I love that you started with time tracking because mm-hmm. Deidre and I are big fans of that. We do that, we will always do that because it's collecting data about what's going on in your business and where your time is going. And so like when you have a project or you know something that's outside the norm, Let's say it's a project, like we did rebranding last year. So Mm
0: -hmm. time
1: tracking allows us to know how long did that project take us? How much of our time did that take us? So then if we decide to do another big project down the road, we know what that is. And the same holds true with your day-to-day activities for you to know, where am I spending my time? Am I spending too much time in my email inbox, like you said, or monitoring my group or doing the things that someone else could do for you? I think that's such a good point.
2: I will add to that. It is something to think about. Like the time audit will kind of be eye-opening because I get clients who are like, well, that task takes me five minutes and that one only takes me 10 minutes and that one only takes me 10 minutes. So I can just do them myself. It's like, okay, but now you've spent 30, 40, 60, 75 minutes on things because they added up those little two minute tasks added up throughout your entire day and you didn't even notice it. And so that's really important for that time audit is to see those little tasks start to add up too.
1: Right. And it's also the context switching. So Mm -hmm. you're, if you're, if you need focus time to create content or whatever you're doing, you know, if you have a learning platform and you're creating lessons or whatever it is to have to turn that brain, that part of your brain off to go switch to do these other tasks, even when you do time blocking in your calendar, that can cause a problem. Um, and I think people don't, don't calculate that into it the other thing that i was going to say is regarding sops or standard operating procedures that's another thing that Deodorette and i do and we also have recommended that clients if they don't have them they at least write down the steps and then the new va can come in and they can walk mm-hmm. them through it like if you don't have them recorded, this is what we say, Sadie, you could tell me I'm totally full of baloney, but (laughs) if they don't have a, a, a video recorded, but they have the steps and they're working with the VA together, they can do it and record the video and the VA can write the SOP at that point. Do you recommend that? Or is that a good thing to say?
2: Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. But I think what you have to think about is not every single VA is systems minded. They don't, they may not know how to write an SOP. They may not know how to think through a process from start to finish and give feedback and advice on things that could be added or taken away. So they may rely more heavily on the CEO to to give them those steps. Also, I have a program that we use called Tango and it will, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it will screen record as you're going through a process and it will take screenshots of every single process. So it will create a guide for you. And then you could pair that with a Loom video too. So that will help as well. But just something to think about is not every single virtual assistant is capable of being able to like take that and make it
0: into something. So that brings up another thought for me, Sadie, is the way that you work with potential clients coming in, do you have some onboarding material or questions they can go through? Or how do you find out about their business? Or is it really up to the CEO to come in and to say, okay, here are the areas that I have. And here's what I need. Do they have to be that clear? Or is that something that you help walk them through? That's a great question.
2: So we always start with a system setup in some way, shape or form with our clients, because they don't have systems and processes or loom videos or things like that so they're trying to get themselves out so we actually we have a system specialist like a tech va on the team that will go through and automate and create all of those sops and then we bring on the va and she's focusing on the actual work but we we do we go through we have a conversation and we have them fill out questionnaires and things too but We go through and we talk about what they have in their business right so they'll say i do a monthly blog and i have a podcast and i have a youtube channel and so we'll start to gather everything that they have i do a webinar once a month and then we already have a lot of templates and processes for those things and so we'll say this is what we suggest and then we work with them to customize it for them and then our system specialist obviously goes out and creates it and maps it and gets it all ready for our virtual assistants to take over the actual task. Yes, we do go through and and do a comprehensive overview of their business, where they want it to go. Maybe they're like, in six months, I want to start doing webinars. So we can start to pre-plan the system for that and get them ready for it.
1: That's excellent. It sounds really comprehensive. And it sounds like the guidance that so many entrepreneurs need out there because mm-hmm. I know that being a, being a solopreneur, which is the segment of the population that we work with the most,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's so much going on, and it helps to have someone on your side. Like Deidre and I, we say we're the guides on the side, or their silent business mm-hmm. partner, and you know, we need to cultivate those kind of relationships and hire those kind of people in our businesses when we're solopreneurs because we don't have all the answers and to get that guidance it's just a huge relief off your shoulders to know that you've got someone there who can guide you through using their expertise and let you see things that you wouldn't see otherwise that's really the benefit of an
2: agency too at least in my case is i'm training your va i'm hiring all of the vas they're going through all of my processes and my requirements and you know my system specialist is trained by us and so the the client's coming in and they're like I've never hired a VA or I've hired one and it hasn't worked out like I don't I'm taking all of that off of their plate and let's say a year from now their VA needs to go on maternity leave or they quit and they decide to do something else like I'm the one that's going to put someone else in place I'm going to go out and hire more people they don't have that worry like they're always going to be covered and there's like an entire team of us i have a team of 10 you know that's going to be supporting them on the backside and supporting their va too and that's a really important thing to think about if you're hiring a solo va versus an agency
0: that is a huge huge benefit sadie i know that we have done our share of looking for people finding people putting them in the roles figuring out it wasn't right. Like there were so much, I mean, it was valuable as lessons learned, mm-hmm. but boy, the time that <laughs>
2: and energy
0: <laughs> that it took to do that until we finally got it right. All of that time can be spent on doing those things that generate the revenue. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our clients, you know, we've had, we've had VAs leave obviously and they're there's no stress. They're like, Oh, totally fine. I know you've got somebody else who can pick it up and, and keep, doing it. And that's the risk of hiring a solo VA is maybe they didn't get all those systems and processes created. And so now you're starting completely over and now having to hire someone else and and hope that they will do all of the creation of the systems. Whereas for us, that's a requirement. We're checking it. We're making sure those things are getting done. And we're making sure that as new things come up, those systems and processes are created too. So there is definitely a big difference between hiring a VA like quote unquote, off the street and then going with a virtual assistant agency.
1: Definitely. And we've heard, I'll share a nightmare story where she had a VA and the relationship ended, but the client was one of the people who was not, she didn't take the time to learn her processes first. And Mm -hmm. that VA had done everything for her for like six months or longer. And when she left, she it wasn't a good situation and she left and did not transfer the Mm -hmm. intellectual property back to the client which was a big bummer so Mm -hmm. it's really important that when you're bringing someone on it's your stuff you know how to do Mm -hmm. it and you retain access to it and then going with someone an agency like yours Sadie where it's all professional and you're not worried about this one person off the street is, is definitely something that helps give some confidence in the process. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to that point where the, the VA didn't transfer things, that is my biggest beef. Like I, if we get into a client's account and we see the copywriter owns everything or the project manager owns all of the documents, we're immediately making a note and we're transferring everything because I'm a huge advocate that it's your business. You're paying these people. They're your assets and you, should own them at all times. It shouldn't be a, well, when I offboard, I'll give it to you. It's like, no, we're gonna own it from the start. So we don't have to worry about that. So that is something that I am a stickler on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it. I think it's a poor business practice to do it any other way. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. A question I have is, when would someone consider hiring an executive VA versus a regular VA?
2: You know, a lot of that has to do with personality, I feel. I think some, Some business owners need that control of giving that to-do list. And there are other business owners who are more comfortable allowing the VA to actually lead and allowing them to take some of those reins. And it's not to say that you couldn't hire a VA and they couldn't grow into the EVA space for you. It really just depends on the type of person that you're hiring and your own personality and how you like
1: to, to be a leader too, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Everything you've shared is so valuable. I hope everyone's getting a lot out of this. If you had one tip to give someone, (laughs) a parting tip, what would you have to say?
2: I, I would say that it's scary to hire and to hand things off. You know, your business is your baby, but it's worth it. It's worth it to be uncomfortable. It's worth it to get into that sticky situation. And it's a relationship, right? Sometimes they don't work out and you learn from it. So I would just say, if you're feeling like you're ready to hire, don't let the fear uh, and the unknown of hiring someone stop you. Really just dive in, get the clarity that you need, interview some
0: people and bring someone on. It's absolutely life-changing. And that goes for every part of our business, Sadie. That's such good advice. You know, we have to, we get out of our comfort zones all the time because we can see what's on the other side of it. And this is no different. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, as an agency owner, I've hired dozens of people. I've had people
2: quit. I've had to release people. And I, I always, I always like, say this, people come and people go. I always say that in my brain, you know, Starbucks doesn't have lo- longevity, like virtual businesses don't always have longevity, but I will say every single person that I have hired has either taught me something or has given me the next step up to where I want to be. And so that's really important to me is, is people come and people go, but they, they, you learn something, they leave you with something or they help you get one more step closer to your, your overall goal.
1: I think that's such a great way to frame it. And it's, it's such a good mindset, you know, you have Mm -hmm. the CEO mindset by doing that, because some people might not be able to extract that out of the out of the situation, but Mm -hmm. you're doing that. Tell us where people can connect with you and learn more about Prestridge and company.
2: So you can always go to our website, Prestrogenco.com. I'm very heavily on Instagram and my Instagram handle is Co. So you can find me over there and go through my reels or my Instagram stories or just DM me. I would
1: love to chat if anybody has any questions. Thank you so much. It's been a delight having you on and, I, and the information you've shared is just extreme value.
0: Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed chatting with you both. And thank you, Sadie, for what you are bringing into the entrepreneurial space to help empower CEOs and solopreneurs and helping them reach their next level because what you're doing is really, really integral to helping them grow. Thank
2: you, yes, I'm very passionate about it and I can't wait to keep growing and supporting
0: various CEOs.
1: Yeah, congratulations on all your success.
0: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends.
1: Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values, and we need your help to spread the word.